Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 591 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles, joined, as always, by the industry leaders, Ben Funky Askren, Stephen Kyle Brackey, coming at us from um, Haunchyville and wherever the White family's from in uh, Boone, Boone, West Virginia, Stephen Kyle Brackey. What's up, guys? Uh, I'm having a good, uh, good little holiday break, I guess you'd call it. We had a, a scrimmage, yeah. We had a little scrimmage. We had a camp. We're we're getting busy. I just we got this tournament in Wisconsin coming up. I didn't even realize so many guys were going to it. Wrestling is happening. It's happening. What tournament is it? Uh, it's something USA Wrestling did, and it, it, it's in the Wisconsin Dells, which isn't very far away. Dominated the Dells. No, that's, that's one of usually... my. Fa- that's one of my favorites. <laughs> You love the alliteration. That usually happens in March. Uh, I don't know that if it is or is not happening because U.S. Wrestling doesn't actually have a schedule out for like the spring and summer and stuff yet. Um, what is it even called? Oh, holiday Holiday High School Classic is what it's called. I love a classic, just like a Coca Cola classic. You can't beat it. <laughs> hey, how was Christmas? How was uh, how, did everyone have a good one? I had a good one. Nice. What about what about Steve? It was good. We had we had a white Christmas here in West Virginia. Um, we got oh, about from Christmas Eve through Christmas Day. We got close to six inches, six inches Whoa. of snow. So it was it was a good time. Man, that's awesome. No, no we such luck here. Really? No. None. Does, does it snow a lot where you're from? It has to, right? Um, generally, but not this year. We almost got zero. Dang, that's crazy. Yeah. 2020 right seriously well that's good glad you guys had um good christmases man we have so much to freaking get to it's it's amazing well wrestling but, starts that's what we're talking about wrestling I know. actually starts we've been i don't know how many months now have we been going um and there's been some stuff but not like a major wrestling season i mean it's been like nine months now yeah it's been a really long time it's weird because you know NCAA, the the season is starting soon, but like, it's not really like detonating in my mind that NCAA's is in three months. Like we're three months away because normally it's like, Like, okay, you've got the build up and it's November and it's a long freaking season, right? It's like, no, they're gonna wrestle Friday, and in like three months, less than three months, we're gonna be in St. Louis at the NCAA wrestling tournament. Um, that is that is insane. Like. The pace of this season is going to be so fascinating and interesting because it's not it's not going to be like normal where it's like there's all this like undulation of the um, the changing in yeah. the rankings. There's not going to be major rankings changes. It's going to be subtle. It's going to be strange. And then conferences are going to happen. All hell is going to break loose at the conference tournaments. <laughs> there will be two what weeks. Because of seeding or what, what do you mean? All yes. Hell break loose. Because, because of seeding, because of... Uh, a lot of these teams haven't hit because of, um, you know, the allocations are going to become really huge. There's going to be there's going to be a lot of like and then the the fallout, the 10 days after before, I guess it's like not even 10 days. I mean, so, the, no, well, a lot of them moved to three weeks, Christian, so they can uh, have that quarantine period just in case. Oh, that's right. And so then, yeah. you know, brackets will come out and that'll be a huge thing. And uh, it's it's going to be. 
It's going to be a really, really wild time. I think it's fascinating. Now that we, we have a lot of schedules, we don't have the Big Ten schedule yet, obviously. Who knows what they're doing in that conference office. Um, but we do have a lot of them. And I think it's weird because it's almost like college football where I feel like every match is going to matter now uh, because you don't have the room for error that you may have had last year. We can take a couple bad losses and come back. And you just don't have it. It's crazy. Yeah, it's it's really wild. Um, so I have a lot I want to talk about on the. But Christian, the, why have you not had someone infiltrate the Big Ten headquarters and see what's happening? Because the fact that we don't have their schedules yet is semi it's semi mind blowing. Um, I think I think everyone else's is out. The MAC conference is out. Pac tens are out. Big twelves are out. Not the Big Ten though. Not the Big Ten. No, I haven't tried to infiltrate. Um, why haven't you? You're closer to Indianapolis than I, I am. You know what? I should have sent the spy. I should have sent Valentina Shevchenko. She's a high-level spy. Wow. I don't know who that is, but... The women's bantamweight champion? Oh, no. Sorry. He's a flyweight. I don't know. One of those weights. I, I barely know the, the men's weights uh, and champions. Okay. Yeah, sorry. I'm, I'm on the outside there. But um, <laughs> I guess a little bit of news news type of stuff. Um sort of a really sad Christmas day where um, you lost an icon of the sport, Danny Hodge, who, you know, 88 years old, lived a very full, amazing life, is, uh, was one of the, the few true living legends of the sport. You think of someone like him, Dan Gable. Um, it, it's a really short list, and he was a true living legend. Our, our most, you know, famous award in in wrestling is named after this guy he the guy that personified what the, you know wrestling's values of being dominant and aggressive and the things that you know make us love the sport and i'm sure ben i'm sure you probably met danny hodge you you you've got two of his yeah. trophies i mean um any any thoughts there um so i met him twice but i i don't want to claim that like i knew him really sure. well or, or spent a lot of time with him because that, that wasn't the case and but, you know, one of the things that I, I guess I would, my takeaway is like, I can't ever remember uh, anyone having anything bad to say about the guy. I mean, and he, and he was everywhere, right? He was at DNCA's, he was at kids tournaments. I mean, he was just a tremendous ambassador for this. Um, and I think, I think there's a lot to be said for that because, you know, obviously the sport has a lot of infighting and a lot of people got stuff to say about other people. I'm sure plenty of people have bad things to say about me. Um, but I didn't ever hear anyone talk bad about Danny Hodge. I thought I thought that was kind of you know when I, when I was reflecting on his passing, that was something I really thought about. Yeah, that's a great point. And um, yeah, so you know, thinking about his family, although I'm you know more of a I'm sure of a, a celebration of life. And on the, on the other side of the coin, you know, losing a young man like Mikey Rashado was really, I mean, it's very troubling. It's really sad, mm -hmm. and this is someone that you know we all watched, and you know I I actually got to know him a little bit just through you know working, and he was just one. Pitt was one of those teams. I felt like I saw them everywhere on a couple of those seasons, and Mikey was just a super engaging and positive guy. He really didn't fit the stoic kind of mold of of a wrestling personality. Uh, and I, he, he just kind of stuck out in that way. And he stuck out as a wrestler too, because he had a really unique style and man, it's, um, 
you know, it, it's a it's a tragedy to to lose someone so young, and for the reasons, you know, it's um, you know, it makes you want to. I don't know the the. I I wonder about our sport and does it. I'm just looking back at some of the people we've lost and and the reasons we lost them. You know, you think about like a Nikki Roberts and a Garrett Scott. These were like all all world guys, and then they fall down this path, and then they're gone. And then you know, it's kind of a similar thing with with Mikey. And it's really really sad that I I I feel like you know, and this is something we're we're talking about here at Flow. Is there a is there a real problem with substance abuse that it's obviously a pandemic it's a huge issue with the entire country now right now particularly the northeast but is it something that that has a particular hold in our sport and you know i don't know but it's something that we're you know we're having conversations about and we want to you know maybe shine a light and hopefully be helpful but right now all you're kind of left with is just sadness over losing a, a guy that man this guy was was just beloved by by so many people and um the decisions just have real real can have long-term impacts and i don't know i'm not being anything remotely uh that resembles eloquence right now but uh i am sad and i do hate what happened and man it just it just kind of really crystallizes the importance of of teaching young people how important your, your decisions are and the long-term impacts that they have. So I don't, uh, yeah, I'm kind of fumbling for any sort of segue. That's a, that's, yeah. That's a tough topic to talk about. And I, I didn't know him at all, but I saw the outpouring on Twitter and yeah, that's super sad. Super tough. Um, and, um, so yeah, m moving on from that, but, uh, yeah, thinking about both families right now, the, the Rashados and, and the Hodges. I mean, yeah, just just overall sad. Um, somewhat sad, but no, nowhere near the level is, is the retirement of Austin Gomez from wrestling um, just due to injuries and another concussion. Concussions that were kind of what held him out last year. And, man, you want to talk about a showstopper. This, this guy was as exciting as anyone. And... Um, yeah, a huge bummer to lose him. And, you know, a big blow to Iowa State, who's currently ranked third. Stephen Kyle Brackey and Andrew, Andrew Spencer Spay ranked these guys third. In Wait, the, in the, in I, the saw, I saw NC State put out a post yesterday, and they said they were ranked third in the country. Yeah, they I saw are. Oklahoma State put out a post and say they're ranked third in the country. And now you guys just told me that the other teams ranked third in the country. How can there be three teams that are ranked third in the country? How is that even possible? Because Steve rigged well, it so they all have 57 and a half points. Exactly. It's exactly what we did. Uh, yeah, there's a three-way tie what? for 57 and a half right now. But that's obviously going to change when Austin Gomez comes wow. out. Um, and then you think uh, Oklahoma State, that's, that's with Ferrari not ranked. That's with Dustin Plott not ranked. Um, so they have major, major upside. Um, NC State probably close I mean, to Penn their Penn State's ranked six right potential. now. Right, and that yeah. Who ranked Penn State twelve? I mean, that's what the rankings are. What they are Kyle. right now, Ben. Um, Kirkley, Kirkley is <laughs> Kirkley's ranked like twelfth right now. He doesn't have college wins. Rankings aren't predictions. I feel like we have to do this. Um, we have to do this every preseason and explain to people that uh, 
we're not just going to guess where uh, true freshmen are and put them over guys who have been wrestling D1 for three years and have legit wins when uh, this guy was beating high school kids last year. I mean, what do you okay, let, what do you want us to do? Yeah. Who else? So then, uh, how low do you have Soraki? Six. I guess that's not. That's not. That is. That is way. That like that is probably way too high for his wins too. Yeah, yeah. but you know he's gonna be better than that too. Yeah, but that's not what rankings are. Christian, don't act all holier than thou. You know Soraki. I'm not in F and six. Not. You told me, don't make me bring up a text. I think you said, I think this guy's going to be the NCAA finals. Yeah, I do think. Absolutely. That's nothing to do I think you might have said it on the radio. I think you said it on radio. Yeah, I, I think you said it on the show before. Um, and I, I think, think so. we all know that uh, Kirkfleet's going to be better than round the 12 guy. But yeah. when yeah. you can't just yes. throw him above dudes when he doesn't have – the wins of the resume uh, that got, these other guys have. And your rules. Freaking. Ben, you should do your own ranking. We'll publish them. Do your own rankings. <laughs> you know Top what that would be? I, I, well, I yeah, would not want to do a ranking. I would want to do I would want to do a prediction. Okay. Like, I guess then, then I could have more um, leeway to do and say as I please. Let me ask you this. Is Nick Lee in your rankings? Because Nick Lee, you know, said he wasn't competing this year. Did you guys leave him in? We I left Nick Lee yeah. in because I, to me, it doesn't make any sense why he wouldn't wrestle. And there's been no official announcement or anything like that. So, and I think we left Evan Wicken for the same, for the same reason. Um, but obviously if we get a week into the season and, and those guys aren't competing or he, I don't know. Maybe we yeah. can even talk to Evan when he's down here. Um, are all of the uh, are all of the Cornell uh, Ivy Leagues pulled out? Yeah. Yeah. So that's what um, we we originally put these out in May, and then we updated. We, we took out Ivy's in Lock Haven um, since they're not competing. And you talk about how much work it is. I mean, it was really only replacing between three to five guys a weight class, and I think Spay and I. We're on calls last week for like seven hours, <laughs> just like figuring out who's up next and, and their resumes and all that stuff. So this isn't just guessing, throw, throwing darts at a wall or anything. Like we're looking at every single win, every single loss, yeah. comparing guys. Guys are moving up in weights. Guys are moving down, coming back from red shirts. So all that a, hard work mess. just to get yelled at immediately by Ben Askren. <laughs> is, <laughs> yeah. It's such Most satisfying sense. work. You have no excuse for Staroki and, and uh, Kirklevit. You don't even know his name, either of their names. So you, you can't, you can't, <laughs> you cannot be close enough. I'm very yeah. close. Okay, so, so let's see. Rutgers, the next one says, Rutgers said they're putting out the schedule. Yeah. Uh, are they really putting out the schedule? Are they Are they gaslighting the Big Ten? What, what are they doing here? No, I think I think they're. I mean, I think they're coming this week. I mean, <laughs> I I suppose you would think the season is literally happening this week. Yeah. So, uh, according to app.com, I don't know what that is. Um, but Rutgers schedule will consist of one quad meet with three other schools, a tri meet with two other schools, and four standalone dual meets. Goodale said. So it sounds like they have at least some knowledge about the structure of their schedule. Do they know their opponents? I'm not sure. But it, that sounds like what their schedule is going to look like. Uh, nine matches hey, so, over six dates. So, WrestleStats in our chat again. Uh, 
He says Nick Lee and Kirk Kirkwood will not be on the roster this year. Really? That would be, that would be fascinating. His... Yeah, Man. that's uh, yeah. his prediction. He also says uh, Penn State's the only D1 team not release a roster. <laughs> Come on, Kale. You're, Kale, most... you're better than that. Let's go. It's the most Penn State thing ever. What do you need to know? Wait, what? Oh, wait, you need to know who's on our team now? Okay. Why would are... they not compete this year? It doesn't make any sense. There is no downside. This is not counting against their eligibility. Um, I wouldn't really say, although I'd give Kirkfield more of a chance, that either one of them had all that much of a chance of making the Olympic team. Um, I, I just don't see why you would not compete. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense even in the slightest bit. I think Kirk Fleet's wrestling. Um, Ooh, oh, do we get inside information? Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna text my spies in State College. I got a couple of them now. Okay, I mean, I'm infiltrating State College. Okay, um, yeah, I think I think he's wrestling. Really? And yeah. then uh, I think I, I think Nick, I think Nick Lee's wrestling too. Really? Oh my God! You're telling wrestle stat they're wrong. WrestleStat is actually not a person. It's just an AI program. Just, just can't be smarter than them, Christian. <laughs> okay, we'll see. Um, I've certainly been wrong before. Um, I think the whole, I think the whole squad's going. Penn State, August, no breaks. They're going for it, and they can win this year. I'll say it. I've said it. Wow. I'll say it. They're gonna be really good this I got year. Con- I got confirmation from my spies. Kirkwood's wrestling. Really? S- sorry, WrestleStat. Sorry, WrestleStat. <laughs> I got spies. You don't. I think the other big question uh, is what the heck is Nick Seriano going to do? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, oh my God. You want to get to he's, that? Yeah. Let's go. He's the most fascinating man in America. I love it. And have, you notice he's kind of gone dark on social media too. He like has he hasn't made a post since like last March on Instagram. He, Why kinda... is he not by the insect exterminator? What? <laughs> What'd you say? Wasn't that the big post we brought up on the screen where he's sitting outside like the bug exterminator and he's oh. flexing on it? Oh, well, his, his big thing's coming uh, or something? Yeah, his dad has a business. yeah. His dad has a pest control oh, business. Nice. Okay, so he's so, taking over. <laughs> no. So, okay. A couple like uh in northjersey.com and some varsity aces article or something said Soriano not wrestling for Rutgers this year. Uh they, all those reports are false. They have no idea. Soriano has not made a decision uh, of any kind of if he is wrestling this year. It is in question if he's going to wrestle this year, yes. But he has not made a decision, nor has he made uh, a decision about his weight class this year. So, Soriano, he, seriously, he is like the uh, international man of mystery. Or maybe it's just the national man of mystery because I don't know if he travels outside the, the borders. I don't even know if he has his passport, Christian. But this he, guy. He was at the Matteo Pelicano last year. Remember? Oh, yeah. He was going to be an Italian citizen. Remember that one? That was awesome. That was a good one. Um, yeah. So, we straight, Mike Mouse straight up asked him about all that stuff at Matteo Pelicano. And yeah. then remember he went to Russia for like a month afterwards. Yeah. Oh, hey. N- Nikki Motherland. Uh, Cody, Cody Arnold said, I'm going to get the whole Penn State roster waterboarded until Kale finds the rat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. Yeah, you are. Who's this? <laughs> we got them all in big trouble now. But, no, Soriano, it's fake news uh, that 
he is definitively not wrestling. They're they're like, hey, when we see a schedule, we'll make a decision. This guy's trying to make the Olympic team. If you don't know, Soriano has been training for about the last six weeks at Arizona State with Mark Perry, Sunkissed Kids. Um, but everyone's each, virtual, so it's fine. It's he's been enrolled in classes. He's take took classes in the in the summer. He took classes in the fall. He's enrolled to take classes in the spring at Rutgers, all at Rutgers. So he's going to school there. I I do think he's going to wrestle. I do think it could be something where one they have not ruled out one twenty five. He could go one twenty five, which would be totally. Oh, that would be so. That would be so much fun. It would be totally fun, totally insane. Spencer Lee goes from like literally doing the electric slide through to be an NCAA champion. He would definitely bonus point his way to a title to, you know, Soriano's maybe one of, he's on the short list of guys that can give Spencer Lee a match. And, um, you know, obviously it would be the most anticipated NCAA final in years and certainly for this year. So he could be back and he could be at that weight. Who knows? And, you know, Rutgers is kind of, they're like, I, I don't, I haven't talked to anyone there, but I don't think they know for sure. I mean, they don't know his plan, right? I think he, it's, they're all kind of kept in the dark. Um, yeah. I, I remember last year when I thought, I thought this Nikki Suriano mystery, mystery man was, it was like a gimmick. And I don't recall who I was talking to, some coach from Rutgers. And they're like, we haven't seen him in months. Like yeah. literally they, they had no, they're like, Legit. I haven't seen this dude. Legit. Sure. I thought it was I thought it was all fake until then. No, man. He is he is his own man. He does his own thing. Um so well I don't know. I, to, to me the question I have is like, okay, so you see the schedule. Now what really changes? Like, okay, now you're going to Illinois on January 18th. Is that going to really alter your plan? I think but to their point, they're they're trying to make the Olympic team. They may be doing international tournaments or whatever. And could be a scenario where, hey, I'll see you at Big Tens. I'll go, I'll steal a spot, I'll qualify, and then I'll see you at NCAAs and we'll see what happens. Uh, it, it could be one of those scenarios. So yeah. it, it's, uh, it's interesting, but I know, I, I feel like Arizona has been good. He's like enjoyed training there. Uh, so well, he a, loves Arizona because he probably has to have a shirt on like only one percent of the time. Never, you never need shirts. Never, it's great. He only does outdoor dining. So he never has to go in. <laughs> yeah, and he's just outside the rest of the time. He's golden. He is, yeah, truly golden. Um, so it works. It's probably killing him that he hasn't been able to post some of those pics on IG though. Yeah, why can't he post them? Well, he's. I think he's I mean, just going he dark. He just, he just, yeah, he just wants to be dark right now. But you know, deep down, he wants to post those. Yeah, he wants to be on the gram. He's, but you know what? That's not stopping him from beginning a backlog of great content. That once he mm. comes off the darkness, he can, he can fully, he can start to let those out. So, um, it's not a goodbye. It's a see you later. You know, we'll see. We'll get the Suriano content we crave soon enough. I guess. Yeah. Oh so, man, Big Ten, get your act together! I just keep coming back. I know I've said it like three times already, but then it just strikes me like we're gonna we're gonna see wrestling in five days now. Yeah, and the Big Ten still to put their schedule out. Nah, cause why? What in the world? What in the world? I I think what makes it crazier too is I I saw 
uh, Cody Goodwin say yesterday that he heard that the Big Ten season will start January 9th. So you're going to start that soon. And, you, I mean, do you even know who you're going to wrestle yet? I mean, I guess maybe the yeah. teams do, and they just haven't like, put it out yet. But what what is going on? Yeah, I remember – well, I remember someone saying they thought or they knew they would be wrestling that weekend, but they didn't know if it was going to be the 8th, the 9th, or the 10th, right? So they had an idea that it was going to be then, but they weren't sure Friday, Saturday, or Sunday which day it was going to be. Hmm. Well, yeah. So I think we'll know this week, but – with these guys, well, let's go. Who freaking knows? So other, um, oh, I I love this that we have a plan. We <laughs> we had a plan. Tee the tee this up. You you go with this, Ben. <clears throat> well, we did. I don't remember what it was because we had a whole bunch of months with no wrestling. So it was right. at some point between we'll say March <laughs> and November, um, and we we put teams battling against each other, and we had to correctly predict their lineups. We put Peyton Ralph at 165 pounds, and the Nebraska coaching staff let us know that that would not be the case. In fact, he would not be 165. He would be back at 157 pounds. And we said, well, that really doesn't look at your lineup. That doesn't make sense. It would be better for him to be 165 for everybody, for the team, for him. And, um, well, lo and behold, guys, we had a plan. We had a plan. And he's go- apparently Peyton <laughs> Rob is going 165 now. We – uh. You know, we're, I think JD or someone, you know, we email some of the coaches. We're like, hey, we're trying to get get things right for the rankings, et cetera. And it sounds like Peyton robbed to 165, which makes sense. I mean, he missed he missed weight at 157 uh, for the Minnesota duel. Um, so obviously yes. he was big. I don't think I don't think Peyton's yep. a guy that's like super undisciplined or anything. So yeah, that. But also juicy nugget Ridge Lovett. Up to forty-one to battle Chad Red for the starting spot. Which so is, he must just be too too big, I guess. I guess. I mean, Thompson, Th- Alex Thompson's going uh, twenty-five for the or thirty-three. He's moving up, but obviously Thompson's not moving. Ridge love it. Um, yeah. Uh, and so, well, the interesting thing here is that this this year is a free year. Obviously, there's no eligibility, but Ridge love it. <coughs> if this did, he would have a redshirt year. And then Chad Red would be gone. Yes. Correct? Yes. So I guess they could they could yes. always do that next year where he could redshirt. And then well, Chad Red Ch- be, what? Chad could be back next year. Well, I'm saying so next year, because he'll still have his red shirt, right? Right. They don't lose their red shirt, do they? Mm-hmm. No. no. Okay. Correct. So then next year, Ridge Lovett will be able to redshirt while Chad Red finishes his eligibility, and then he'll be back in the lineup. Got it. So but potentially two years out of the lineup. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that'd be wow. That'd be something. We'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens. So, uh, other interesting thing: Kevon Davenport and versus Brock Hardy for the one forty nine spot. I don't know if winner goes to or loser goes to fifty seven there, but that would be interesting to me if they did do that. Um, so, have they not had wrestle offs? Are they going to have wrestle offs? I, I know, like, say Missouri had some wrestle offs last week. I've seen some other teams do wrestle offs. Um, but then I see a whole bunch of teams. You know, they haven't really announced their wrestle off. Um, do they? Do you have any inclination on that? I don't have any inclination. Uh, I think JD said that um, there would be wrestle offs. We'll know more after this weekend. Yeah. So I think there's wrestle offs this weekend. Okay. So, cool. So more more to come maybe there. Also keeping in the Big Ten. 
Sounds like Michael Blockus, who just transferred from UNI to Minnesota, is going to be going 49. Brayton Lee up to 157, which makes sense because Brayton Lee is super big and was pulling a lot of weight at the RTC Cup, which was 149. Uh, this so. makes way more, way more sense. Because if you're a gas tank guy, which Brayton Lee is, you can't be cutting a lot of weight because cutting a lot of weight steals your gas tank. So you're going to take your best weapon away. It's ridiculous. Why do you think gas tank Gary's a heavyweight? Maximum fuel intake. It all makes sense. It's science, Ben. I'm sorry. It's science. Imagine right. if you went heavyweight. Right. You think you had a good oh, tank? I, I'd go for days. <laughs> Diesel fuel. <laughs> Diesel Ben. Okay, so those are some of the um, the weight changes or the confirmations, whatever you want to call them. Ben Askren had a plan for Nebraska, and the plan plan came to fruition. So good plan, Ben. Came to fruition. All right. Uh, so and and our Minnesota we had two plans, and they both came to fruition. Minnesota and Nebraska. They did. They did. Although I feel like for. Brayton, it would have been interesting to see him hold 49 if, if he could have done it again. Because I, I don't know. Maybe you guys don't feel this way. I think 57 is a lot tougher for him to win, whereas I think he's really oh. on the short list of, of guys at 49. Just, I just think Hayden and Deacon and even Carr, I don't know. Or, but you did better than Sasso <clears throat> and Muller. Uh, I, can, I, I can agree with that. I feel, yeah, I feel that's probably true. Yeah. I mean, he's beaten yeah. Sasso. Um, yeah, but I mean, just cutting that much weight, man, it could be, it can cause long-term issues. You just beat your body up so much. So I, I like that he's going up. Um, I think it's gonna be beneficial for him. No, uh, I'm, I'm for it too. Who knows? Maybe he'll jump a level going up a weight. You know, we we see that sometimes. Guys get a lot, a lot better. He yeah. was already pretty freaking good. So, yeah, NCAA Wrestling this week starts Friday. Campbell-UNC match, I think, is the first and only match that Friday. Happy New Year's Day. Normally, we'd be bringing in the freaking New Year in Chattanooga next year. Yeah. Um, wow. It's going to be so fun. And, and Missouri wrestles, what, Saturday or Sunday? They got a quad. Who else we got this weekend? Oh, um I don't. I don't have the It'll schedule. So you, yeah, you have uh, Campbell then goes to Virginia Tech. Um, Lehigh is in action on Saturday against Hofstra. Little Rock, Arizona State on Saturday as well. Um, nice. And then Sunday, uh, Missouri, SDSU, NDSU, and Oregon State um, will be getting together in Fargo, and that's actually live on Flow Wrestling. Oh, um, so you'll be able. Be able to uh, watch that all day. It looks like Missouri versus South Dakota State, Oregon State versus North Dakota State, uh, Missouri versus North Dakota State, and uh, Missouri versus Oregon State. So a lot of wrestling on Sunday. Pitt opens up in Navy. Mm. Uh, Iowa State opens up with uh, Wartburg, which is a little interesting matchup. Um, one of the better D3 schools against Iowa State. Um, so, yeah, it looks to be about – I don't know, twenty some duels this weekend, so it's good to be back. Oh, it's gonna be fun. Uh, Tanner Cook versus Peyton Mako, SDSU versus Missouri. Peyton Mako doesn't run from danger, and Tanner Cook <laughs> loves danger, so something's gonna happen there. Tanner Cook loves danger. Yeah, we talked yeah, about him last that year. Was... Don't you remember this? Dude, who, like, got either got pinned or pinned like every match, right, Kyle? Oh, this guy. 
Yes. Yeah, he is so much fun. Uh, he is, I mean, just unbelievable gator bacon, like Dylan that Nest style. Like, uh, yes, it's it's unbelievable. Some of the some of the positions he got in last year and the high scoring matches and crazy pins he had. He was one of my favorites to watch last year. All right, so we gotta we have that, to have a Tanner watch. The ma- ma- Cook versus Mako is going to match the weekend. Book it. Yeah, we should set a line for the po- total, point total there. Or if it if- one time, one time I Gator Bacon Peyton Mako when he was younger, and uh, you know he didn't go over initially, and then I felt bad because I'm like, hey, this is a 17 year old, I can't choke him out because normally I would just choke him out, and uh, <laughs> and and I I let it go, and now he claims for the last seven years that he's got a takedown on me. Oh no, should have choked him out. That, I should have choked him out. Had I known that he was going to claim that was a takedown, I would have just choked him out. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, <laughs> put that on a poster hey uh so you want to do we have one more weight to tear out uh that we're uh that we haven't done so you want to do that knock out the heavyweight tier um of note as more information comes in from sources big 10 teams have matched dates with no opponent or location so they know when they're wrestling they know the days they're wrestling they still know who or where which, you know what? It's none of their business That's anyways. Interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. So, without right, further... is the Big Ten, the Big Ten's probably trying to find the cheapest flights for everyone. They're using Priceline or Expedia or something. They're, they're, they're waiting for Frontier uh, Airlines to kick operations back up and see if they can get, the, get a deal going with them. A little Frontier, a little Spirit. Yep. So, heavyweight tiers. Wait, what I'm seeing on the screen, I don't know if this has been put out to everyone yet, but what I'm seeing is not what you have in the dock. Okay. You tricking oh, me here? I'm not tricking you, I don't think. Okay. We'll see what shows up. Okay. But tier one, I have three wrestlers. Two of them are probably pretty obvious. We'll see if you think the third is. Gable Stevenson, Mason Paris, and Daniel Gregory Kirkfleet. I think I think it works. I already talked about it to the show. I think it's kind of crazy in the one instance. And not only crazy because he's that good and we haven't really seen him yet, but also crazy because when we get to tier, tier two is really good. I mean, tier two is like, in a lot of years, those guys would be fighting for NCAA titles. Yeah, uh, I, I do think it's, it's a pretty special crop. I mean, Gable and Mason are proven, right? And yeah. Greg, is a, that's a prediction. I think Greg... Kirkfleet is going to be, I mean, maybe it's not that much. I mean, it's not, it's not a huge leap, right? This, this guy's been really good, no. but I was actually hoping when NC state and Penn state wrestled last week, that they were going to surprise us and they were going to do Gwizdowski versus Kirkley. That would have been awesome, dude. That would have been, yeah. That would have been almost too good. Yeah. Yes. I don't know why they didn't. Who knows? Who says no there? What Gwiz is say? Oh, you changed it. You rascal. You changed the, the tears. Uh, Oh, it wasn't you, Christian. I'm no. blaming the wrong person. It's okay. Um, okay. So that's tier one. And I, I really, truly, I mean, maybe Kirk Fleet starts wrestling and he's just not that guy. I just don't think that's going to happen. Um, but we just saw, we saw him kill. He killed Demetrius Thomas, was not competitive. Demetrius Thomas was a top 10 guy. And he killed Yusuf Amita. Amita, he 10 owed him in like, I, if it was the first period. It was like a sure. minute. Was it? it was like, yeah, it yeah. took no time. I was at all. gonna say two minutes. I was gonna say two minutes, but I think it was it was 
Yeah, I knew it was the first period for sure. I was going to say two minutes. Um, and Hamida is a guy who is consistently in the top eight. He battles with Tom Bradley, as we've seen very many times on this show. That's a very good match. Um, he's just a guy who's competitive with everyone. And and Kirkman went out there and 10-0'd him in no time flat. And I think, I want to say there was one gut wrench in there, but it was mostly takedowns. Yes. he's. I think his best style is freestyle, and that needs to be noted. Yeah. Um, but you know, Gables shoot. I think all three of these guys best styles freestyle. Um, Gables is, yeah. Mason's actually got a really good top game though with his bar series and stuff. Yeah, Mason. I don't know. Now that he's a junior world champ, I feel like I have to say his best style. He beat Gwiz, and he's a junior world champ. His best style, yeah, I think is probably freestyle. But yes, he does have a. He has a more folk-centric game than Gable, who's just a straight takedown guy. He'll maybe get a ride going, but he's just he'll just take you down and you can't take him down kind of thing. I think Kirkfleet's going to be more in that vein. I don't know too much about his mat game. I don't think he'll be there. Yeah. I thought Kyle was going to say um, something. Oh, no. Kyle, what do you got? You guys are killing it. You guys are killing it. I got um, nothing to add right now. All right. Um, we'll try to keep killing it for you, buddy. So, Tier 2... I may have taken another leap here. I don't know. Really? Uh, well, I think so. I mean, if you look at his season last year, maybe maybe possible. I put Colton Schultz in tier two, which based on rankings, mm. I, I don't think you could make that justification, but I'm making a prediction here that he's going to be kind of what he was in high school, which is elite. Uh, so I have Colton Schultz, Tony Cassiope, Tate Orndorff, Matt Stencil, and Tritt Hilger there in tier two. Well, that, uh, that's where I said this, this tier two, I mean – Stencil's really, really good. Cassiope's really, really good. Hilger, or they, they all have had success um, at the collegiate level. Uh, Schultz, not yet, but I, I feel like you is that this guy's a winner. I mean, he's a guy who he made the, I know it's Greco, but he made the World Team Trials finals in high school. I mean, he is elite. He's really good. I got to think he's going to figure it out in freestyle. But yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm not putting him on that. Kirk. Kirkfoot tier. Um, I could potentially slide, slide him down to tier three, but I think he's going to be in this group. You know, probably if we were doing it, you know, he's, he's tough to tier because he, he didn't beat anyone of note last year and he lost to AJ Neville's 5-2. Um, yeah. And so, you know, it's a total prediction. It's a total projection. It's not rooted in yeah. anything he's done. It's rooted in pedigree and I know he's a really good guy, very hard worker. I just, I'm just guessing. It's a guess, and I think it's, yeah. I think it'll happen. We'll see. Maybe he's just different in international styles versus folk style, but I think he's going to be good. Yeah, yeah, I think he's going to be good too. Um, can we see Cassiope move up anymore? Because obviously he started out on fire last year, but then. You know, he kind of wasn't really all that competitive with Paris and Stevenson, and that's that's not really an indictment on him. That's just that's just how good Stevenson and Paris are. They're ridiculously good. Um, I don't so see I, it. I, I kind of feel bad putting him in tier two, but at the same time, like I struggle to see him moving. I mean, obviously, maybe he beats Kirkfleet, but um, I would favor Kirkfleet at at this time. And, you know, Stevenson and Paris, he, he did not get one takedown against either of those guys, right? Right. Um, he lost 7-5 to Gable at the duel at Iowa, but it was a one of those weird 
seven five type of matches. Maybe he gave up a late takedown or something. But I think it was I all escapes, so. all escapes in a stall, stall point, maybe. Um, so yeah, Gabe led three takedowns, so he got the three escapes there. He got the escape when he chose bottom, and um, and then stall point, which was yeah. I think the stall point. Was dumb, I feel like I don't know. I feel like Gable sort of packed it in a little bit, though. I think I think it was kind of justified. Didn't they, didn't they call Gable for like oh. my conduct, like heavy hand or something? Yes, Is that what it was. I think yeah, it might have been that. We'll have to go back and, then, and re- but then remember, it. yeah, I remember being really mad about that match because they called that. But I mean, Cassiope spent like the final thirty seconds just headbutting Gable, and they oh didn't, yeah, <laughs> they didn't call anything. He did headbutt him a bunch. That was a weird. Instead move, of trying but... to take him down, he just tried to headbutt him. He just went straight right. Yeah, that status. was weird. If you yeah. can't take someone down, you might as well headbutt him. There you go. Yeah. Um, so I think. I think Cassiope is like squarely in 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 tier two. I'd be I would be really surprised if he beat those guys. I think he's gonna be really good. Great. I'd be stunned if he didn't place. I think yeah. he's, but I I just think he's right where he kind of is right now. Um, but it's up to him to to prove wrong. And then there's the next couple of tiers were sort of tougher. I feel like Gannon Grimmel and Zach Elam. They maybe could have been smushed into tier two there, but they really don't belong back in the group with Brian Andrews, Carter Isley, Dalton Robertson, Christian Lance, AJ Nevels, Brandon Metz. Um, yeah. Uh, Elam had a great red shirt year. Um, I'm sorry. Great. He was a true freshman, wrestled wrestled to the round of 12, lost to, I believe it was Hilger in a competitive one in the round of 12, then got the red shirt year. But he, who the heck did he lose to at the U.S. Open um, in October? Because he did not look all that great there. I'm, I'm, I know I watched the matches. I'm blanking on who he lost to right now. Thank you. Um, I don't remember. I think Elon lost but... to. I think one of those losses was to Laird. Ethan Laird I'll from Ryder. Is that the right weight class? Right, Laird's not a heavyweight, is he? Okay. Laird's bumping up to heavyweight this year. Wow. Hmm. So he lost to Jordan Wood on the front side, um, which I thought maybe he'd get that W because, but that's not a terrible loss. Wood's great. Lose to on the back. Yeah. And on the back side, he, oh, I, this is the one. He lost to Christian Lance on the back side. But then Lance went on the run, and Lance also beat Demetrius Thomas. Lance had a really good tournament. I remember we, we talked about that. Right. Um, yeah. Is. Wait, where's Jordan so, Wood in this? Is he gone? Jordan's graduated. He, I really thought he had another year. No, he he's not he's not graduated. He's just not wrestling this year. Um Oh really? Why not? Yeah, it just with the uh, from my understanding of people talking to him at the RTC Cup, um with it being a shortened season, uh he's not on a full ride at Lehigh, which obviously few wrestlers are on a full ride. Lehigh's very expensive. And uh yeah. he's just gonna take the year to work and train and uh come back next year. Oh man. Yeah, he would be I he would be a tier two guy in my opinion as well. Um so yeah. also, so, speaking hey, of Lehigh, because we talked about him last week, but Josh Humphrey's out for the year with a knee injury. Oh, oh. big bummer. Uh 
Does does Christian Lance deserve to get moved up either one and or two tiers? Because now that I look at his U.S. Open performance, he beat Demetrius Thomas. He uh, he beat Zach Elam. He beat Tate Orndorff. He went nine four with Mason Paris, which in freestyle that's that's relatively good. Yeah. And then his other loss was to Danny Chade, and it was a six six loss. And you know Chade's having a relatively decent amount of success at, at heavyweight. You know he, he's out of college now. Yeah, I mean that was an impressive showing. Um, I don't know if it's, if you bump him a level for that, I, I mean, I'm open to it. Maybe he's, maybe he enters that Elam Grimmel sort of class. I might be right. Yeah. He certainly improved. He's enormous. Yeah, I mean, I could see him going up to tier two for sure. Yep. I could see that. Um, yeah. So interesting way. I think Kirk Fleet. To me, Kirkfleet and Schultz are the, the biggest question marks at this weight class. Like, where are they going to fit? Um, I feel like we have a pretty <clears throat> solid idea about the rest of the guys. And there aren't a lot of other freshmen entering the mix that I can think of um, that we should have our eyes no, I mean, on. it's going to be really hard for, you know, younger guys to make their mark at this weight class. Um, because... These, this, this group is so young and they're so good. I mean, Stevenson is, I guess, well, he's going to be a sophomore again. Kirk Blitz a freshman. Paris is a sophomore again. Schultz is a freshman. Hilger is, he got, kind of old because he's a junior now. But Cassiope's a freshman again. I mean, this is like a young group. It's going to be hard for anyone to come up and really make their mark here. Yeah, it will. It's a tight first one, two, three, seven or so. And that's not even counting Schultz. So it, it will be tough. Um, to mm. enter that conversation. Okay, so that's heavyweight. We'll continue to talk and monitor and have our eye on those young guys because I think they're going to be exciting this year. We 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 finally, maybe not finally, it didn't take that long, but we announced the, the remainder of the January 9th card, Jordan Burrs versus David Taylor, are wrestling. You didn't know if you've been under a rock or something or off social media like Nick Suriano. 86-kilogram match. We're going to have David Taylor versus Jordan Burroughs as the main event. Co-main event, Tamara Mensa-Stock versus Adeline Gray. Battle of world champions. Um, Tamara, like Jordan Burroughs, bumping up a weight class to take on um, Adeline. So exciting for that, that one. Fun. Yeah. Because I, I know they've wrestled before, but Tamara's really jumped levels. I mean, she... Uh, won the world, I guess it's now now two years ago, in really dominating fashion. So I'm interested to see if Tamira made up ground against Adeline or you know, if Adeline will still hold the advantage. Mike, which which of those two matches will weight have a bigger factor? DT Burroughs or Adeline Tamira? I don't know. I don't know how big Tamira is. Um, you know, obviously she wrestles 72 usually and Adeline 76. And I feel like Tamir is going down to the next Olympic weight class, which I think is 69 or 68. Um, Jordan's obviously going to be clearly smaller than David. But I really, I don't know. I've been going back and forth on the on the David Jordan thing. Like, is, is David going to be able to put his hands on Jordan and get him tired? Because part of me says, yes, that's going to be the case. And then part of me says, you know, uh, JB's so good in the hand fight and keeping space and getting to the offense he wants to that that's not what's going to happen. I, I'm really, 
I kind of love the matchup because I'm not really sure what's going to happen. And usually I don't really feel that way. Um, man, I'm fascinated by it. Yeah, I, I am too. I think, I think Adeline's size advantage could be, I, I think it will be a bigger obstacle than David's over Jordan personally. Um, Adeline is just so strong and powerful and her counters are so good and Parterre is really strong. So Tamira is really going to have her work cut out for her. When they wrestled in 2017, it was a pretty controlled win for Adeline. As you mentioned, Tamira has gotten much better, but not much bigger, you know? So she's a powerhouse though. She's very strong, very physical. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited to see it. We're, We're excited that the match is happening. And a very worthy co-main. And then the return of Jaden Cox. When, when when was the last time we got to watch this guy wrestle? It's been far too long. And well, what? I mean, it hasn't been any time since Corona was over. So it was, geez, it's been forever. Was it Worlds in 2019? So according to Freestyle Wrestling, he wrestled at the uh, 2020 Cerro Pilato. Where he beat Salas Perez, Jacob Casper. Um, January, February. I don't Valentine's think Valentine's yeah, there. Valentine's Day. Valentine's. Right. <clears throat> so he beat Salas okay. again. Uh, so yeah, we haven't seen him since then, and obviously Sarah Pilato is not a, a tournament that gets a ton of play or discussion. One, it happens during the D1 season. Two, it's in Cuba. Streaming is sometimes a, a question, but. You know, so the guy first, he beat in the finals is the Cuban that just joined Iowa State's team. Yep, younger Batista, Bastida, excuse me, Bastida. So excited for the return of Jaden Michael Tabori Cox taking on Hayden Zilmer. Those two hit, squared off in 2018 Final X. Deshaun Garrett versus Joey McKenna at 65. I, I'm very. I don't know about Nishan going up a weight class. I mean, he just wrestled 57. I realized there was a weight allowance for the RTC Cup. And I realized how tough it is for me to make 57. And I, I realized the Olympic weights suck. He feels so small for 65. He really does. I don't disagree. I think he's small for 65. I think he's big for 57. But I think, you know, McKenna, McKenna could never make 57. Uh but no, ever. he's he's not the biggest sixty five. He's not like a Jordan Oliver size, but he's not small. I, I think this is gonna be a tough matchup for for Nishan personally. Yeah, I yeah, think 100%. McKenna's positioning is like so pristine. It's like Joey and like Hayden. They have like this like the most picturesque like wrestling stance and position. They're just really tough to get to. Joey's parterre offense is incredible. I where yeah. you know we've seen Nishan get turned. But Nishan just has that that X factor of of incredible offense and very dynamic that I think it's interesting. And then I mean, geez, I mean this could be a, a headline in a lot of matches, Nishan and Joey. And then similarly, James Green versus Pat Lugo. I mean, Lugo was was super impressive at the eight man against Bajrang. He gave him a more competitive match than you know, and then Anthony Ashnall did. He almost had that takedown in the first period. Maybe should have. You know, I'm excited to see Lugo at 52 now against James Green. That's a that's a you know very. What I, I kind of love about James Green is he's kind of saying f the Olympic weights. Um, 
he's going all in on wrestling these pro matches, which I think is probably the best move for him. Um, he's wrestled this will be done his third pro match at 150 pounds ish. And I, yeah, his I third event, really, it, it's multiple matches because he did RTC Cup, he did three matches there, he had three matches at eight man, and then he'll have this one. So, yeah, he's you know, he from, did, uh, the Hawkeye Open too against Alex Marinelli. I forgot about that. That's right. Oh, yeah. But well, what was that? That wasn't at 150, though. No. That was I got to imagine that was probably know. around like 160, 165. I, yeah, there's no way. I don't. I think it was a 74. I don't think. Uh, man, there's no way Marinelli's under 160 ever. Yeah, no. Man, that's true. No. So, yeah, I forgot. I forgot all about that one. Um, and then Emily Shilson versus Aaron Golston and Evan Wick versus Tyler Berger. Um, and this is probably the order we're going to go in for the or the reverse right. order we're going to go in, starting with <laughs> Wick versus Berger, then Shilson Golston. So excited to watch that. Excited to have uh, Berger on another card and get Evan Wick, who has been has been saying he's not wrestling. Um, yeah, he's not wrestling. Who's, um, who did Berger just beat? I'm blanking right now. He beat he really Sasso, I, and then uh, Sasso, that was it. Yeah. yeah, he looked good. Mm-hmm. That should be a fun match. Mm-hmm. I feel like Evan's oh, 76 kilograms, mm-hmm. not 74. Okay. Yeah, Evan was a little big like for 74. Evan's going to have a significant size advantage on, on Tyler Berger. Yes, he will. Do you have a favorite in that one? You can't pick against Evan Wick. Obviously, I'm picking Evan Wick. Jeez. How rude. <laughs> Obviously. So, yeah, Obviously. Uh, that's January 9th. That's a Saturday. It's coming up. Ben's going to be in town. That's going to be fun. In town. It's warm. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking it's nice here. Uh, bringing the wife. I'm bringing a buddy too. Um, yeah, it's gonna be a good time. Sweet, sweet. Well, yeah. we'll, we'll be happy, happy to have you. Um, do we go to questions now? Yeah, let's do it. All right, let's get it. From Miraculous One Sixty Five, Matt. Uh, what was the best of 2020 moment highlight for you and the crew? Um, suck. There's no highlights. Come on, no. This is this is a good exercise. This is this is uh, him. You know what? It was a tough year, but man, we I think we have a lot to be thankful for. Well, we had some- really, the highlight, Christian, is probably something in January, or February, no. which we thought would be a lead in to the 2020 NCAA championships. We didn't get. So then, thinking back about the highlight makes you really just salty that you didn't get to see the end. I mean, it's probably like out of the Iowa Penn State duel, for oh, example, yeah. was tremendous. But then you feel like you got let down because you didn't get to see the finale. You feel like that was like a part in the play. And then you got to the finale and they said, nah, show's over. And you're well, like, ben, oh, son we, of a- we, we, You don't have to reopen that wound. We know. Well, listen, listen. <laughs> they asked us about 2020. You told me I had to participate in this exercise. So I'm, partic- <laughs> I'm participating. And... It was, uh, yeah, I mean, that, that for me, that was probably it. But then again, when I look back on it, now I feel salty because I didn't get to see the conclusion. I think the conclusion was very likely the Iowa Hawkeyes winning the NCAA title as a team, um, but we can never say. We can never say. Um, wow. So Ben's highlight was Iowa not winning NCAAs. Uh, Bracky, what was yours? Ah, in media, spin it, spin in what I say. <laughs> Oh man, <clears throat> I don't know. Maybe Dake Dake Burrows FRL. I don't know. That was very unexpected. Oh, very that was a good one. 
led to um, what's going to be the most anticipated uh, match maybe in U.S. history at Olympic trials when they hit. Uh, but Ben's right. I don't. I don't know, man. There wasn't much good about this year. <laughs> we oh did, like my it was gosh. supposed to be. You guys are just some there's, dorks. There's, no, there's that clip from I think the season that wasn't where you. It's from the show where you and Ben are talking about how this was going to be the best year of wrestling ever. We're going to have ever. NCAAs in a football team. We're going to have Olympic trials. Yeah. We're going to have Olympics. Like, it's going to be the best ever. And literally everything was canceled. And okay. we've had yeah. a few good cards since then. But, uh, I mean, we did they this show compare. for six months making up crap every single week. Like, we literally came in Monday and we're like, what the heck are we going to make up this week? And then, and then uh, we just ended up pissing uh, off really good people because we like had to have somebody had <laughs> to lose. And Jordan Bros is mad because he got written out by Kyle Dake. I mean, that actually led to something good because then we had those two on the show and that was tremendous. But um, <laughs> most of it was just really good people getting mad at us because we had to pick hypothetical matchups. Yeah, that happened. Um, man, there are, for me, there's a bunch of highlights. I mean, you know, from no wrestling happening to bringing wrestling back and seeing it return. Uh, and really ushering in, I don't know, is this, a, I think, a new era for wrestling, right? I think we've seen a change in the sport with these um, cards. And I'm not so. just, yeah, I believe so. And, you know, I, that's not just a flow wrestling thing as we've seen. And so I think that, I think for me, the RTC Cup would probably be my personal highlight because, man, it was like an actual wrestling event. It really felt like real, like something I was used to, um, and so I think it was it was that or, I mean, obviously all the cards here in Austin were so fun. Who's who's number one was amazing. Um, it's one of these events, but I felt like the RTC Cup was probably the most fun for me. That was fun, like two yeah. days. So I thought of something wrestling. positive. Yeah. Oh wow! Oh, go. For Who'd it. have thought? Uh. <laughs> Uh, what about, you know, we discovered our love for uh, Don Bradley, Yusuf Hamida. That's good. You know? <laughs> and that, and that rival oh guy. Just... He's got it ready. Oh, wow. There's the clip. Wow. I had no idea that was going to oh, happen. No. <laughs> Yusuf, like, oh, my gosh. Oh, spinal. <laughs> he broke him in half. Oh, oh God. Oh, oh, I... oh, okay. You make us laugh. But I'm going to make us sound again. Listen. <laughs> All of that stuff was great, Christian. All of it was great. It was tremendous. I don't want to be a complainer. But we were going to have NCAAs in an effing football stadium. I know. And we didn't get to see it. Sometimes I reflect on that and I think about how close we were. I mean, Chris, you realize how close we were? We were like, I think it was Thursday or Friday that they can't. I mean, we were literally a like, week. hey, I'm leaving in two days or three days or whatever. Yep. We had the brackets. We had the damn brackets. We had the damn brackets. I'm I'm upset with y'all. Y'all have taken this great question and you've made it all about the negative instead of finding the positive. And you know what? Net 2021, we're gonna get we're gonna have NCAs, we're gonna have all the conferences, we're gonna have Olympic trials, all the things that you miss that wouldn't have happened in 2020. Uh, 21 are happening in 2021. Plus, not only we get Olympic trials and the Olympics, and hopefully, you know, normally when we have worlds and stuff, it's or, or regular Olympic years, then wrestling stops until those things happen. Other than like the international, hopefully, Flow Wrestling is going to keep 
action going between trials and the Olympics. And then after the Olympics, we're going to have worlds. So we're going to have world championships at the end of 2021. Live don't, on ProWrestling.org. What? Don't talk me out of my don't talk me out of my misery. I won't stop. <laughs> I won't stop until you're joyous and appreciative. Because 2021 is gonna be freaking awesome. Oh, yeah, life's great. This is a good battle. <laughs> I, 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 I love you, world. I love you, world. Life's great. Oh my gosh. <laughs> this, this was a good bounce. This was me and Ben being Scrooges and, and you being all positive. Double Scrooge. Um, all right, here's a question. I don't know why he asked this, but I thought it was funny. Adam Rush, how old is too old to play video games? I don't think like anymore nine, there's a... Nine? <laughs> nine? <laughs> so don't waste old... your life. I, I yell did... at all my kids in my academy, you guys wasting your life playing video games? Get you know, out of here. All right, okay. Counterpoint here. This is going to rock your world. Kale Sanderson oh, like, don't loves don't video games. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say some of these jabronis actually make money playing video games. No, I'm not bringing that That's, up. That just makes well, me nauseous. They, I mean, they do make millions of dollars playing video games. So. Yeah, but Bracky, just shut your mouth. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> shut your mouth right now. Uh, but okay, I, mean, but I can't believe Kale plays video games. Yeah, he loves it. Apparently. So, video, take, you're good to play video games however long you want to play video games. I agree. My, uh, so one, C- Caleb has a Switch, and there's this game called Boomerang Food that's really fun that we play together as a family. And it's kind of <laughs> cool. And actually, Katie's dad, he's like, I don't know, 60 some. He plays with Caleb over the internet, like these, these little, like Minecraft games or whatever. So, oh, you're not too nice. old. As long as it's like, you know, everyone has like, you know, that time. I'm not a big, I do not really like video games much at all. Um, but, you know, everyone has a time where you're just kind of like, oh, it's just, you do something that's maybe a slight waste of time, but it's like you kind of cut off your brain and it's a release for you. Um, it's not that for me, but it is that for some people. I think everyone needs like kind of that in their life. It's not the most productive thing. I do think it's a waste of life. And I do think it's a trap you can get caught in that can lead to wasting your life. Which is why I'm glad yeah. it doesn't really have a hold of me anymore. Um, One time I did download a video game to my phone, and it was uh, on my way back from the Flow Nationals tournament, uh, maybe like 2017. And all my kids were like, "Bad, you play video games. You are yelling as well playing video games. And it's like, I'm just trying not to listen to all you people talk about whatever the hell you're talking about back there. So leave me alone and let me play my damn video games till we get home. And once we get home, I'm going to delete it. But I will try to play this for the next six hours so I don't have to listen to you high school kids talk about high school stuff. Did you delete it? Yeah, of course. Oh, my gosh. I'm highly disappointed individual. Of course I deleted it. (laughs) (laughs) Until you you break out the ice cream, then all bets are off. Actually, I put put myself on a diet because I got too fat. I've only eaten ice cream like once in the last, I don't know, let's say two weeks-ish. Hey, uh, Briars, what, what happened to this Jake Paul fight? What? Who's Briars? Briars? That's the ice cream brand. You don't really like Briars? Oh, I, 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 listen, if I'm going to eat ice cream, I'm going to eat like Ben and Jerry's or something. Even though they're socialists, I'm going to eat something, something highly delicious. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I can't tell you. I think he got scared for real. You think he got scared for real? Or, or he got someone else really, really famous. But uh, who knows? Hmm. If he, what a if, coward. If Dylan D- Dennis gets coward. this fight, will you be mad? Oh, Dylan Dennis is actually scared. He's such a wimp. Dylan Dennis he, is the he's, he's <laughs> most pathetic. He's so pathetic. You think? 
I, I can promise you Dylan Davis got scared and backed out. Yes, I know that for a fact. Oh, my gosh. He's, he's scared to fight Jake Paul? Dylan Davis is scared to fight Jake Paul. Listen, that's, the, that's what I heard. Yeah. That's what you heard. That's what I heard. Dylan Davis is pathetic. <laughs> All right. Um, hey, Joe, Ben, did you uh, see the video going around of AJ beating the crap out of Jake Paul? Yeah, I saw that, which I, I believe it. I mean – Jake Paul fought a uh, a basketball player who they never fought before and a YouTube guy who looked wimpy. Um, so, I mean, AJ is like kind of a pro fighter, but not really. And so, you know, there's, there's no, no shock to me that he's going to beat up Jake Paul. I mean, he's an listen, 80- don't laugh at me. Hey, hey, listen, J- AJ, whatever his damn name is, he's like three and two or two and three against all guys who are not good. Like he is not a fighter. Or bar- barely a fighter. I mean, he is like a, a really low-level beginner. He is an ADCC silver medalist, though, which is super legit. Well, I didn't say it wasn't good jiu-jitsu. Yes. Yeah. I know that. Um, okay. Are you, trying to get me, are you just trying to get me rip on everyone? Well, it's not, it's not hard. Up. Basically, if you, well, there I, are just a few names. If we just was... say them, you're just like you're just programmed to insult them. Uh, AJ and Dylan, are true. Dylan would be scared to fight Jake when him and AJ are boys and you saw what AJ I guess if it's a boxing match maybe a little bit different because what AJ and Jake were doing was like MMA and AJ just took him down yeah. and like got on top of him um, I just thought it was interesting that Dylan would be scared when his boy was beating him up are they boys That's what I heard AJ and Dylan uh, I, I, I don't know they're both I thought they were I thought they were on Instagram guy. together Okay, maybe so. I can't remember. I don't know. At some point, someone threw a knife at someone. I can't remember. the. I get all these flow grappling stories mixed up, but that may not be. <laughs> he may have thought, AJ may I, have thrown a knife at, at Edwin Najmi, but I could be totally misremembering that. What? I'll, I'll try to find it out. murder, brother. Yeah, I think it's, it's fine. <laughs> boys will be boys. Um, all right. Which current co- this is kind of a weird question. Maybe I shouldn't ask it, but whatever. Uh, which current college wrestler do you think will go on to become the best coach? Hashtag. Yeah, I, think, I saw this. That was kind of a weird question, um, but I'm gonna make a stab at it anyways. Uh, I'm gonna say Spencer Lee. I that was the name that came to mind for me because he could be the next Iowa head coach. A lot of people will have theorized that. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's what you need to look like. All right, who is maybe in line? And you say in line, it's such a leap. This kid's like literally he has two years of college left. But like, okay, who could you see down the line taking a big high profile job? Because listen, let's face the facts. If you end up the head coach of Iowa, if Bracky got the head coach of Iowa job, they'd be pretty good for a little bit. They would be successful for a period of time. Even if Bracky's not, uh, a, maybe he is the next great coach. Listen, listen, I've interviewed for head coaching jobs before. That's true. Um, I would be an awesome CEO. I would surround myself with people that knew what they were doing, and we would win. I'm not mm-hmm. saying we would be Kale Sanderson and be the next Dan Gable dynasty at Iowa, but we would win a lot of matches, and we'd win team trophies. All right, you're the head Maybe coach. Maybe one year we sneak in there and win. So, if you're the head coach at Iowa, who's your first phone call to? Spencer oh, Lee. Man. 
<laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Call Obviously. Spencer. I'm like, what's up, man? <laughs> Spencer, you want to coach these guys? Sweet. Yeah. Uh, no, um, no. The, the other guy that came comes to mind with this is Yanni. I think Yanni. I oh, mean, the yeah. guy is just like a student of the sport and being with like Mike Gray and Rob Cole and Gabe Dean. Like, I feel like he's learning how to be a, a great coach and he's around great coaches all the time. And I don't see him ever leaving the sport. Let yeah. me push back on that though. I feel like Yachty's a guy who could compete till like 2032. Um, I don't like know, man. Lo- he loves wrestling. I know he's got a few injuries, but he loves it. And he'll probably learn to slow down and be a little smarter and not get hurt so much. Whereas Spencer, I see Spencer doing like one cycle and saying, I'm done. I'm going to go coach. You know, I've had my success. It's been a lot, a lot of wins. And and I'm, I'm going to start coaching. Kind of like Kale did. If you think about Kale, Kale only wrestled a couple years post-collegially. It was what, three three years or two years? It wasn't long. I feel like Spencer is, has put out or has like publicly discussed like wanting to do several quads. Obviously, things can change. But um, – I'm I'm pretty sure has he ever said 28? I can't remember, but I feel like he maybe has said that quad before, Spencer. Obviously things can change for sure. Yeah. And with Yanni, yeah, man, with- I hope you're right, but to to your point, I I just get worried about injuries and injuries alone. Like his love of the sport will make him do it as long as he possibly can. I'm sure of it. And he'll be good enough to do it for a long time, but I just So maybe- on on May May 9th, twenty twenty, uh, Spencer Lee had uh, a quote in the Gazette that he plans on competing through twenty twenty eight. Oh, huh. I think I feel like it'll change. It could. Um, and then the other one. I mean, the other thing I think about is like the Penn State job. Someone who's already graduated is going to be the Penn State coach, and they have a lot of really good choices. You got David. You got Zane. You got Noel. You got nickel. One of those guys is going to be the next Penn State head coach, and it, it, that might not happen for a while. I feel like it's. I feel like David is like the obvious, right? The obvious, one, right? I feel like one. I remember back in the day, he always talked about how it was like his dream job was to be a college coach. I remember him saying that. I could be yep. misremembering, but I'm pretty sure he said that multiple times. And man, he's really into coaching at the youth level, like he's into it, right? It's not just something, he didn't just put his yep. name on a thing. And I, I think, I think he'd be a pre- pretty clear one. Obviously, who knows how, I mean, Kale is young, right? It would be very surprising, yeah. but unless it's like a Gable. Like Kale's t- the guy who would retire young though, don't you? Maybe, but at the same time, this is kind of a weird thing to say, but it's like, what, what's he going to, you know, when you retire, obviously he could do whatever he wanted, but what, Yeah. I don't know. I feel like that's something that would really, I don't know. I feel like well, it'd be strange it, to think about Kale not coaching, but I'm sure people thought yeah. the same about Gable in 97. Yeah, Gable retired young, obviously, right? I don't even know if he was 50. I don't think he was. I mean, that was one of those where because of the hip replacement, you felt as though he was really old, but in reality, he, he wasn't, you know? Um, yeah, I think he was like 49 or, or somewhere in there. Yeah. So, and we, uh, Kale, conversely, this guy is still wrestling like all the time. He's doing like live matches with all the best guys. And, you know, yeah, his body is very much healthy and intact. Um, seemingly, I'm sure he's, you know, I don't know. He's, yeah. he's, he is aging, we think, but 
Um, certainly, he isn't maybe having the, the maybe not, but he isn't having those problems um, like Gable was. So I don't know. It's hard to hard to theorize him leaving anytime soon. Which, but at the same time, David will want to coach somewhere, right? Eventually, and maybe you know plans yeah. change, whatever. But yeah, I I think he'd be a great great coach whenever he decides to make that make that move. All right, here's a, here's a plot twist. And, go ahead, okay, Ben. No, you. Well, go. I was just saying, and I'm sure there's going to be some under the radar people that end up being really good college coaches. I mean, you know, my college coach Brian Smith, who's now been. You'd have to put him over the course of the last 20 years. He He's a top five-ish type guy. Yeah. And, you know, he didn't really have a great college career. So I'm sure there's going to be a couple of those also who uh, they end up being way better coaches than they were competitors. Yeah. I'm trying to think who could who could fit that mold right now. Who's a young assistant? I don't know. Maybe we can think about this more. Yeah, it's hard. Go ahead. Who's the MVP? Mahomes or Rogers? Of what? <laughs> I don't watch football. I know. I'm asking Bracky. Aaron Rodgers sealed it Sunday night. You think? Ooh, for sure. Up. 100%. Uh, how about this? A quarterback has never finished a season with 70% completion percentage, 4,000 yards passing, and five or fewer interceptions. And heading into the final week of the season, Aaron Rodgers completing 70% of his passes, has over 4,000 yards and just five picks. Dang. So, And Mahomes, Mahomes has... I mean, he really struggled Sunday against Atlanta. Uh, threw a couple picks. Throw more picks than usual. Not that he's bad. He's very good, obviously. And they're so, Kyle, are the Packers like so, really good or something this year then? Yeah. Yeah. They're, I mean, they're one win away from their second straight 13-3 and three season. And uh, they're pretty much a lock for the number one seed in the NFC because uh, they nice. own the tiebreaker, beating New Orleans head-to-head. Um so you got to go through Lambeau, which we saw Sunday night is uh, not fun for a lot of other teams. It's, okay. I mean, there were, oh. there were two, three, four inches of snow on the ground, and Green Bay still throwing the ball all over the place, and they look very comfortable in the conditions, and all these other teams just kind of look lost in it. That's insane. I feel like coming into this year, Rodgers was like, I don't know, I remember – like looking at fantasy football draft, I didn't do fantasy in a couple of years, but like he was not ranked that high of a guy. He was like going undrafted and stuff. What what happened? He like he's really old. I think I think he? it was thirty seven. That's not uh, that about bad. To win, yeah, thirty seven. He's about to win his third NFL MVP. Um, so yeah, a lot of people wrote him off last year, man. I know it was his first year in this new system with, with Matt Lafleur. And that was the first new system he'd had, I think, since like his rookie year. Um, so, fourteen years in one system, you're getting acquainted to a new system. Uh, I think he just felt a little more comfortable. And then he alluded to something in the preseason where he like was watching old film and he saw something that like I don't know made him realize he was doing something wrong or like opened something up mentally. Like I think he's in a really good headspace where maybe he hasn't been in previous years. But yeah, last year. 26 touchdowns, four picks, and yeah, I don't even think he hit 4,000 yards. And this year he's at like 44, five, over 4,000 already, and he's rushed for a couple as well. So he, he, he's back to like the Rodgers we saw like a decade ago. Yeah, he's a, he's a freak. All right, enough football. Let's that was talking – listen, 
Bracky has it in his contract. We have to talk football every so often. Okay, it's just part of the deal. Hey, these people, these people keep asking the questions. Yeah, they ask the question. Okay. It's the people. Okay. Hey, I saw a great question that I wanted to discuss from um, Austin Denson. So do you think after the development of both Flow and the RTCs in the next five, 10 years that we could see a Super Bowl of wrestling type of event, multiple days with all the RTCs? Uh, we now have full rosters along with uh, Mortal Start along the time. Could Flow financially support? And so, I, you know, I don't know. I guess you guys can this, but I don't know if you guys paid directly to the athletes this year for the RTC Cup or if it was paid to the teams. Um, but this is something, and obviously we're seeing other RTCs doing kind of things on their own. This is something where if we can monetize it, and I always thought it would become, I, I always thought the monetization of wrestling would come from the individual cards, but now I, I don't know. I kind of feel like maybe I'm wrong and that this RTC Cup slash dual meet type thing ha- has some legs. But, you know, if certain RTCs could start making, I don't know, a couple hundred thousand dollars a year, that would help them fund more athletes, obviously, right? And then it could become a thing where there are 15 teams which have a full roster of, maybe it's not 10 weights, maybe it's eight weights, right? right? And then you could have a type of, um, I don't know if you call it a season or what you want to call it, but I, I was really, really impressed by the RTC Cup and now, you know, after for years of me not thinking that had any legs, I think it really has some legs. Yeah, I mean, I think this Austin asked five to ten years. I mean, I think of the progress that's been made in wrestling the last five to ten years has been tremendous. And, you know, our I, I'm very optimistic about I don't know if it, what the exact structure is, but something way more developed with way more teams with way bigger rosters. I think is is on the way, especially if we're talking five to ten years down the line. I just think the more there's gonna be a more of a professionalization of the sport, and it's gonna be. Yeah. I think it's gonna be great. It's gonna be great for everyone. You know what I love about it, and I know you guys have got mad at me for saying this before, um, but whatever. A lot of the RTC stuff it, before it was charity, right? It was some guy has a lot of money. He what he loves to help develop wrestling in his college. He gives that RTC money, and that's how they go, right? It's essentially a, a charity type of thing. Um, but now with this, it's like there's kind of can be a business model, right? We do pro cards, we participate in flow events, we participate in the RTC Cup, and now our RTC is bringing in money from the media side of things, and we're using that money to funnel to the athletes so we can pay the athletes. Um, you know, pay them and pay more of them. And so now there's more clubs who have, you know, six, eight, 10 guys uh, training on a regular basis. Because, man, if, if you think of, let's just say when I got out of college, 2008, 12 years ago now, Christian, how many, I don't think even RTCs weren't a thing, but how many post collegiate clubs had six to eight guys training? And I think the answer is like one or two. I mean, it has yeah. to be close to zero. Yes. No question. Right. Yes, absolutely. No question. Right. Yeah. I mean, maybe I feel like maybe Oklahoma State had a handful because they had gate they had supported the Gator Club, and maybe like Iowa had a handful. I know you know Schwab and Zadik, and there's some others, but it was really few and far between, and it's changed so much. And it just to I mean, twelve years doesn't feel like that long to me. It has changed so much, and I hope it continues to change. Yeah, it it changed tremendously. I feel like a lot of people were at the OTC at that point. Like it was like a more 
It was not, like not really. Oh, really? I'm misremembering. I mean, because well, I would go right in 2007, eight. I would go there. I probably spent six weeks there over the course of the year, uh, maybe eight, maybe eight weeks even. And there were not a lot of people actually living there. There were people visiting there, but you know, Oklahoma State had a good squad because they had at that time Mogul Wall, mm-hmm. uh, Daniel, uh, Tyron Lewis. Um, I'm I'm probably missing some right there. Right? There was a whole bunch there. That was one of the really good squads. And then, you know, Iowa, I brought up Schwab and Zadek. They had a pretty good squad, but there weren't a lot of people based at the Olympic Training Center. Um, and so it was like really this kind of few and far between. the the uh, They weren't RTCs, we call them. I don't even call them clubs, whatever it is, post-collegiate yeah. clubs. They weren't paying a whole bunch of money. So, man, yeah, we're, we're in a good spot. And if we can continue to develop like a, an actual business model behind them, um, it's going to be even better. Yes, Um I agree, and I don't think I got mad at you for saying that they're charity. I think it's. I we got uh, we got an argument about it. I can't remember. I don't even remember what started the argument. Oh, I um, okay, yeah, because I think um, maybe maybe my contention was because the idea is well, these guys aren't bringing something to the thing economically, and maybe my contention was like, well, they're they're massively contributing to the college program, which is. In yeah. some cases, actually, does make what money. Started that argument. I don't know, but Maybe I don't. I don't I, disagree I that there's a absolutely a, a charitable element that I think actually is not realized by people within the program, outside the program. That like, um, you well, know, I think m- that's what I was upset about. Is these some of these RTC guys think they really have a job, and it's like, nah, you're just getting charity. You're not really providing any business thing and you got mad at me for saying that uh what the heck started that argument i don't even recall i don't either well i'm less mad now now that i hear that i think it's true (laughs) (laughs) maybe it bothered me at the time who knows do you remember yeah i remember i remember this conversation but i do not remember what brought it on but you're right something did happen i think maybe it was around uh, the women leaving the hockey wrestling club or something to do with that possibly. Oh yeah. It could have been that. Could have been yeah, that. Uh, I feel like it was earlier than know, yeah, for me. Well, I mean, I, I know my feelings are still, are still the same. It's like, you know, some of these guys, guys and or women, they feel like they're, they have a job, but it's like, no, you're just getting charity. You're not providing any economic value. And, you know, I, I guess the argument would be, well, rich people could do whatever the hell they want with their money. And if they think, that those people bring value to their program um, and help the college guys get better. That you know, then that's they could do that. Um, but obviously, I, I love making it a viable business, and I got. I think we're like we're getting really close to that point. Yes, um, I agree. Okay, next up, um, let's see here. Where do we want to go? Would Ben be willing to eat a regular Thanksgiving dinner by himself, mashed potatoes with gravy, turkey stuffing, all those classic dishes, if it meant getting access to all of Penn State slash Kale's secrets of how they've gotten so good? Um, well, if I got to sit down and have a 90-minute interview with Kale, I would eat, I would eat the mashed potatoes. I would, I would try to keep it down. I might puke, but I, I would give my best effort, because I'm not a chicken, to eat that damn Thanksgiving dinner. He's not a chicken. Ben Askren is not a chicken. He would eat the mashed potatoes, which would induce an upchuck, which is almost, it's very difficult for me to believe. 
That's unbelievable. <laughs> I would probably try to mix the potatoes with something else so that I, I wasn't eating just the mashed potatoes. If you made me, I don't know that I could get that. If like you made me, here's a plate of mashed, this would be the worst. Here's a plate of mashed potatoes. You have to eat this. I don't know if I could do it. I would try my damnedest, but I don't know if I could get it down. It's that gross to me. That is so strange. It's like, like I'm getting, uh, a, little, I'm getting the- a little queasy just thinking about it right now. You are. You're dramatic. Yeah, you're. Yeah, I'm normally like the, dra- <laughs> I'm the not, dramatic my one. My stomach is like my stomach is like bubbling up a little bit. You know, you get that feeling in your stomach when you yeah. think of something gross. Like that's how my stomach feels right now. Man, I'm, right. I'm like I'm getting my mind ready. I'm getting my mind focused right now. If I gotta eat this damn plate of potatoes to interview Kale, the freaking plate of potatoes is gonna get eaten one way or the other. <laughs> yeah, Whether okay. I gotta puke a few times or not, it's gonna get eaten. So I'm you know I'm getting focused. I'm thinking. I'm getting my Adrenaline pump a little bit. Oh, man. You know, speaking of mashed potatoes, you know what we did one? Uh, we April Fool's our children. Uh, okay. And uh, we made them these Sundays. So what? actually, my dad made this happen because my dad comes here and then he buys some food. I don't know why he buys food. We cook for him. But he bought like these mashed microwave mashed potato things. And he then he left. He didn't eat any of them. So we're like, what are we going to do with these? And Katie had the idea of, you know, what? we'll make them ice cream sundaes. We'll put mashed potatoes in the bowl and like cover it with whipped cream and stuff. Terrible parent. Oh, it was so funny. It was so funny. And they're like, they ate uh, an amount that a surprising amount of the mashed potatoes. Not a lot because we were just like, how did they not know? Like, if you were trying that, they were throwing it at you. Like, this ain't ice cream. It was covered in in whipped cream and and uh, chocolate syrup. So, um, anyways, they ate some of it. So you would have really hated, man. That's the ultimate prank on Ben Askren, uh, uh, who I loves ice cream, hates potatoes. You wouldn't have made it as many bites in as uh, as Natalie. Oh, I would take one bite, and I would have bought somebody. You want to hear a good one that I fooled? Uh, I fooled old Maxi on. This was when get? we are we we're moving into when my parents built our house. This is like 1991, so I'm probably seven, and Max is five, Whoa. right? So we're really young. And you know, the bulldozer is in there and the bulldozer's got the treads. I convinced Max that piece of dirt was a Hershey's bar and he ate a couple bites. <laughs> He's still mad at me to this day about that. Man, good job. <laughs> what, a, what a dumb four or five-year-old. He ate dirt. <laughs> oh my gosh. You're a maniac, dude. Uh, okay. Oh, what what teams do you expect to get? I'm blurry all of a sudden. I'm not sure what happened. Yeah, the, why are you blurry? What happened to your camera? I don't know. Okay. I'm trying to move closer. I don't know. I don't know if the other one would be better, Tyler, but this is not great. Okay, I'll look over here. Uh, that's something. So what, what teams do we expect to get a trophy this year? I think, I think there's three pretty clear, and then I think the four spots pretty open. But Iowa, Penn State, Michigan – I feel like are basically locks and there's one left and I think it's going to be Oklahoma state. Well, not competing. Yes. I think they would have been a clear four. I think it's going to be Oklahoma state. I think they are, they're going to have a combination of, I think they could get all 10 to qualify potentially. And then I think they're going to have some title contender type of dudes. Obviously Dayton fix being back is huge. Well, you know, Bulu Allen, AJ Ferrari thinks going to be really good. Travis Whitlake had a great year last year. 
uh, Dustin Plot. If Sean Streck gonna, gets in, who? I'm gonna say. Uh, sorry, go ahead, but Sean Streck. No, I think if he gets in and ends up on the team, I think he's a he's a good, a good option as well. I'm gonna say NC, I think NC State's gonna have a great year. They they seem to improve year over year. You have both uh, Hidley brothers. You got Camacho had a great year last year. It is getting better. Um, you got the Bullards. Yeah, you, I feel like they got a really solid lineup. There's, there's I, I know there's some people I'm forgetting about right now. Here's the thing. The Here's the thing with with NC State, and I think Bracky actually actually alluded to this earlier in the show. Is from a rankings perspective, they're kind of close to to maxed out like Heidley could go up a spot. Mm-hmm. Trent could go up a, or Hayden could go up a spot. Trent could go up maybe a, a couple spots. Camacho's ranked third. Uh, I think so. What? Yeah. He could get yep. second, but he's not beating Spencer. You think the, the <clears throat> boards aren't going up at all? You think, I mean, based on what they've been kind of like pretty, pretty similar for, I bet they've gotten a lot better. I mean, they were, they were kind of in all American contention. I don't feel like they were uh, as freshmen or, or a few years back. That that is true. I, I think I think some of that is just attrition of the weight classes, but yeah, no. yeah. I mean, I think they both could be maybe not. But like one of like D- Daniel, I think is ranked seventh right now. I think that sound that sounds like I think he could place. Tommy's like maybe eleventh. I could have those two reversed right now, but yeah, you got them mixed, right? Okay, I got my bullet right bullets yeah. mixed. Uh, but they, I could see them both placing but even if they both placed i don't think that puts them ahead of the oklahoma state State. team um so for for that reason i don't know but yeah to your point it's like a pat pop coach team what we've seen them do at nc state that you cannot count them out and you know they're going to be really good at the end of the year uh so also while we're talking acc the Hokies are going to have a squad uh let it be known I don't know if they can beat NC State, but it's going to be it'll be interesting to see. So I'm I'm excited for that. But those are that's my four. Ben maybe likes NC State over Oklahoma State. What do you think, Steve? Well, I didn't think about it. He didn't think about it. I would, yeah, I would lean Oklahoma State just because I think they have a higher upside. With I think Plot can be around the twelve type yeah. guy. I think AJ Ferrari is going to be on the podium. Um, and do you have some kind of inside information on Sean Streck? Because, I mean, we've been hearing him for like two years now, and he just never pops up. No. No Sean inside. Sean Streck ain't okay. got all guys. Look at the other guys we did at the tiers today. All right. That heavyweight weight class is as tough as it's been in a decade. I like uh, – I don't know about that. I think the top end is, is really good. Oh, I think – It's as good. You're having Hilger at a 5-6 spot. This is a guy who's – been an All-American a couple times. I mean, heavyweight weight class right now is really, really, really good. 12, 13, 14 was really, really good yeah, as well. Yeah, that was a – I'm looking up 14 right now because it was really good. 13 might have been better too. You look up 14, I'll look up 13. So, uh, 14, uh, Nick Wazdowski beat Tony Nelson in the finals. Uh, Mike McMullen over Bobby Telford for third and fourth. Jeremy Johnson over Austin Marsden for seventh. McClure yeah. over Chalpont for fifth. It's better than uh, Medbury. Medbury DMP'd. Adam Kuhn DMP'd. JT Felix DMP'd. Amar Desi DMP'd. I mean, yeah. this is insane. Ty That's Walls better. is in this bracket. That's better. No, no, this year's better. No this year's way. Better. 
No Dude, way, these guys, man. these it's guys not, are pressure and whooping them dudes. Like, how many of those guys are already stop, beating man. Anthony Nelson? I'm not stopping. I refuse. It is 947, well, so we should so stop. Okay, I, am okay. not, I am not stopping. These dudes are already no, whooping Anthony fine. Nelson. So you're che- okay, so your tier one, your tier one, Gable, Harris, Kirk, those guys are like final level worthy in this bracket, right? But then tier two is nowhere near the not tier even. two of this bracket those guys are not placing in this bracket colton showed cassiope stencil hilger orndiff not placing in this bracket not happening debatable you did hey, i actually have a, I actually have a meeting yeah today. that's right i remember this argument and it's not as good and like they're better adam coon was round of 12 he sucked that year he, no, was, he didn't he beat he beat tony nelson he beat Tony Nelson. He beat Bobby Telford. He beat Nick Wazdowski that year. Uh, he beat Mike McMullen. He beat all four of those guys that year, Ben. Apologize to Adam Coon well, and Space and Outer Space. Apo- apologize to Outer Space or we're, the show won't well. end. 2021 is better. I got I got a meeting in Milwaukee at 1030. I really oh, here we go. go. Oh, Mr. <laughs> meeting. Okay, fine. Play us out, Tyler. Oh, what you well, you guys just got to go eat tacos. I actually no. got business with you. You guys are just going to get tacos. There's no taco no, on Tuesday. All right, fine. Everyone knows tacos are a Tuesday. We're out of here. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks to Ben for squeezing us in on a big meeting day. He, look, he couldn't oh, even look. keep his laptop open. Look at this. Look at this. Yeah. What is he doing? He's, listen, someone, the Milwaukee PD put out an all-points bulletin. There's going to be a Toyota Prius flying down the road to Milwaukee. Be a real shame if he got a speeding ticket. Yes. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be back tomorrow. The game don't stop. Stops for no man. We'll be back. Thanks so much for listening. Y'all are the best. See you then. Have a good Tuesday.